must constantly look at things in a different way. The Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast was created by two physical therapists out of the desire to learn more about the different educational roles in physical therapy and healthcare and how healthcare education works by talking with educational leaders and people with different perspectives within physical therapy and across interdisciplinary lines on how education can be improved to disrupt the status quo of healthcare education. This is our journey, and thanks for listening. Are you a third-year physical therapy student that excels on tests when you have study guides, checklists, and deadlines? With all of the information available about how to prepare for the NPTE, it's easy to get disorganized and not feel prepared going into the big day. NPTE Prep Success is an online course that provides PT students easy-to-use study guides and step-by-step guidance through the NPTE preparation. To learn more, visit kylericeprep.com. Thank you again all for your continued support, and now for the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, F. Scott Feel, and we're coming to you live from sunny Clearwater, Florida, during the SSPT Live 19 conference. I, hear, I have here today a very special guest, Asha Gamadi. Can you tell us a little bit about your educational journey and how it led you to where you are today? Thank you, Scott. That's uh, kind of you for having me. Um, hello, everyone. This is Asha Gumari. I'm a physical therapist with 14 years of clinical experience. I have um, pursued my master's at Mass General Institute of Health Professions in Boston. And since then, I've been uh, practicing. And uh, I'm a board-certified neurological clinical specialist. I pursued the vestibular rehabilitation course through Emory University. And I have taken a few advanced certifications. I also am certified to treat patients with stroke utilizing neuroephri approach, and I am a certified kinesiotaping practitioner. Um, my passion lies towards treating patients with neurological diagnosis, and that's about my educational journey. Yeah, so Asha, you actually have a very deep passion for especially helping some of the neurological patients and the stroke patients, but specifically with their home exercises and, you know, with uh, things like uh, translating those home exercises so that they're understood. Could you talk to us a little bit about why that passion is and why it's so important to kind of make those translations appropriately? Sure, sure, Scott. That's a great question. Um, as you know, rightly said, I, my passion lies towards treating patients with stroke and other neurological conditions. Um, while I was treating patients with stroke, um, America being such an open country, we have a vast majority of people who speak more than one uh, language. Uh, so they are my bilingual or uh, like me, they can be trilingual too. However, when a patient has a stroke and he suffers aphasia, Within my personal experience, what I realized is that um, the language that they differ back to is the language that they have learned as a child. Uh, that's their primary language. And when you communicate with a person in a primary language, that a language that's understood to them, the comprehension is better. The way they understand the exercises is better, and their compliance and adherence to the exercise program is way more. And that drives the whole neuroplastic change because you're only spending about 40 minutes of productive time with your patient. However, what happens during the remainder of time is based on the patient and caregiver education and how they understand what needs to be done at home. Yeah, that is amazing to think about. It's not something I ever would have 
have considered or even known about. I don't think we learned about that in uh, in neuro back in PT school. But, you know, Asha, you've been on several podcasts. You've been featured in many publications um, about your solution to this problem. Can you tell us a little bit about how you decided to attack the problem head on? Sure. Uh, it actually came from my personal experience. My mother um, lives back home in India, and she and her primary language is Telugu, which is my primary language too. And she suffers from vestibular migraine, which is not uh, commonly understood in Indian uh, culture. And when as she hit her menopause, her headache stopped. So she thought her migraine has magically stopped. However, she does have balance issues from the vestibular migraine. So I was trying to teach her some VR exercises and habituation exercises for her vestibular dizziness. And sure enough, all the exercises are in English. And I understood that, you know, the world is a pretty diverse population and being literate doesn't mean you're literate only in English. And my mom um, has studied until 10th grade and even so she could not understand the instructions that were written in English. And all these multiple languages, they have their own calligraphic script. Like Mandarin has its own calligraphic script. Indian has its own calligraphic script. And India, by meaning Indian, you know, I'm making it easy for you, but there are 21 languages in India yeah. and each one yeah. have their own calligraphic script. So unless the patient understands it and there is no platform that tackles this problem. So that's my um, passion and that was why I went on this deep chase to figure out how can these languages be tra transcribed, not translated using Google Translator, but transcribed when you type them in English so that they can be transcribed into their own native calligraphic script. And that's unique to this platform. That's awesome. So you've got this app, right? I, I know this is kind of s simplifying it, but tell us tell us what it can do. What what are the leaps and bounds you're taking with this app? What 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 is it all encompassing when it comes to your app? So. Um um, uh, let me correct you. It's when we say app, it's not a native app. It's a website that is um, responsive in all devices. So that tackles the app problem. Um, so the application in itself, in addition to uh, issuing home exercises and customizing them to your patients, it also tracks adherence to the exercise program. So when you give your patients an exercise um, link through a web link, which could be shared through email or text, the Patients can record in the in the exercise platform if they are having pain performing the exercise. If they could also lead a simple note saying, you know, I was able only able to do so many exercises, like so many reps, and beyond that it hurt and I'm having muscle soreness. Should I do it? Should I not do it? Or is there a different way to attack this exercise? So the patient is able to leave that concern even after you even after you leave them to uh, you know on the first session, and you are able to. Come communicate with the patient beyond the visit. So it makes the therapist, the clinician, and the patient connected for a longer duration of time. In addition to this, it attacks a major problem of uh, healthcare shortage, clinician shortage. We have a tele-rehabilitation interface that is also HIPAA compliant. So we issue the exercises through a web link. 
we talk to the patients live one-on-one through a teleconference and we make them understand these exercises. We have them perform these exercises by watching the videos and um, having a health uh, home exercise program built into the tele-rehabilitation interface makes the visit successful. So even though you're not hands-on with the patient, the caregiver training and the hands-on skills and even orthopedic exercises like McKinsey, um, you know, flexion-based, extension-based exercises for low back pain, shoulder pain, they're all addressed. Um, and the clinician is successful because of both of these. Well, that is absolutely amazing how much that covers. I, I, I just love it. We're, we're so thankful to have brilliant minds on the podcast week in and week out. We like to ask all of our guests this one final question. If you could change one aspect of higher education, whether it be physical therapy or otherwise related, what aspect would you change and how would you change it? So um, that's an interesting question. I would like education to be um, accessible to uh, clinicians. So by meaning healthcare education, um, you know, as a person of a foreign national, the price that is associated with the credit hours in universities is not affordable to many of us. So we had to take huge loans and you know, not not. I'm not trying to uh, put down one country, but if a country has an accessible education system that's, um, you know, that's available to most of the students within their, uh, without taking a huge educational loan, that would make most brilliant minds come on board, and um, it improves the society in, at a, at a large extent. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know, Evidence in Motion is trying to do something like that with their uh, two-year DPT models where, um, you know, it's predominantly online curriculum and then the students fly in for labs every so often. Uh, South College was the first one, I believe. Uh, Now Baylor University has a a version and now USC has their own version. But um, it's a great idea and I think that we need to visit it more because technology is just going to keep improving. So there needs to be, you know, better ways to get that access out to our upcoming clinicians and the next generations to meet the needs of the population. Really. Right. That's, yeah. that's very resourceful. I haven't heard of, yeah. of these programs, and that's yeah. great that these leaders are taking a step in the right direction. Yeah, it's just getting started. So, you know, I think there's going to be a little bit of trial and error. There's going to be a little bit of a, let's wait and see how things turn out. Is this a working model? And so far, knock on wood, so good. But uh, yes. Asha, I, someone uh, has to start. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Well, I can't thank you enough for taking your time out of your weekend to come and, and visit with us and, and be on the podcast. Where can our audience? find you if they have follow-up questions or they just want to chat about uh, you know your your program and what you got going on sure sure you can um, you know the website that um, the application is uh, listed is www.terexportal.com you could also find uh, Terex Portal on Facebook and you could also uh, follow me on Facebook and it's Asha Kumadi and uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook profile page. So if you have any questions, please reach out. Great. Yeah, we'll put all those links in the show notes so that if you guys want to follow up with uh, Asha, you can. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Scott, for having me. It's great to talk to you. Access to healthcare is one of the largest issues facing both providers and patients, as millions of people worldwide lack timely and affordable access to healthcare. Anywhere Healthcare 
A telehealth platform is a simple, low-cost option for providers and patients that eliminates the barriers to access to all kinds of healthcare. To find out more, check out anywhere.healthcare, which is available in our show notes. And if you use the code HET in all caps when you email to sign up, you'll save 25% off the total cost. Thank you for attending class today, and we hope that you learned something and gained value from the content. If you'd like to schedule office hours with us, feel free to add us on Twitter at HET Podcast, on Instagram, HET Podcast, on Facebook, the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast, and the homepage, healthcareeducationtransformationpodcast.com. And for those of you following along in the syllabus, extra credit can be obtained by liking us, sharing us, and leaving a review. Let's continue our journey up Mount Educational Success as lifelong learners.